Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. This is episode 83, and I'm your host, Chris Sands. This week from Baltimore, Maryland, we have two breweries that are kind of one brewery, but two breweries, and there's three people that kind of work at two different breweries, but they're at one brewery. And in case you can't keep up, we have Eddie O'Keefe, Director of Marketing from Peabody Heights. Hey, how's it going? And your father founded Peabody Heights, correctly? Is Not exactly. Or, so the, or, the Oh, no, he purchased it. We'll, purchased the brewery about two years ago. That's right. And we'll get into that story fully after I introduce Tim Scouton, pronounced correctly this time. That's right. Uh, Internet Beer Troll, yep. and Brewer Extraordinaire. And then maybe a brewmaster, possibly director of operations. Um, Definitely not a brewmaster. Uh, <laughs> Please don't do that to me. Maybe janitor. I don't uh-huh. know. He does something closer for to B- janitor than brewmaster. He does something for B Potty Heights and is co-founder and owner of Gunda Beersmith. Mm-hmm. And then we have the gentleman who just will not shut up. Hopefully, <laughs> he allows Eddie and Tim to speak this time around. Rahul Chirian, the director smith yeah. we'll just go he's a beer smith. also not brewmaster yeah. none of us are brewmasters. <laughs> that's right just yeah. as long as you don't yeah. call us that that's good all right so what so why are we what is your official title rahul right uh i don't know Lean in. you're too far away. right now i guess director of brewing but really everything is just shared at the breweries i suppose we all just it's a collaborative effort. collaborative mm-hmm. effort yep all right so let's first let's talk about peabody heights first because the last time you guys were on, we talked about Peabody Heights, but we mainly focused on Gunda. So um, Peabody Heights seems to have had quite a resurgence, or maybe it's even just its first um, time in the limelight, because if I remember correctly from the first time you were on, Tim, you explained that for a while it operated under a whole bunch of different uh, brands, names, and mm-hmm. so it wasn't quite the cohesive branding that there is now. Yeah, yep. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming as the director of marketing, you've helped with that, making that happen, Eddie? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the plan from the beginning. Um, it just didn't go as smoothly as we were hoping. I think there were some differences, you know, exploring a family business together and then uh, me and my father being a little bit more old school versus what we were looking to accomplish. And uh, I think, you know, without having the beer styles and the experience that these guys have, I don't think Peabody Heights would be what it is today. I think we've been able to do some really, really cool stuff, and I think we've been able to become more cohesive as we are. So as you started to say, your family purchased Peabody Heights two years ago? Uh, mm-hmm. About three and a half three. years ago. Mm-hmm. It was right before we started full-time, which was in 2012, I think. Okay. No, that's not right. 2015. 2015- yeah, that math does not work out. That's thinking of my marriage, which is that began in 2012. See, I often do that too for when I started working at the News Post, but mm-hmm. thankfully they were both within a week of each oh, other. Geez. So it's That's real helpful. easy. Yeah. Like, I don't know whose anniversary it is, yeah, but I got somebody cake. Yeah, something confused. happened this yeah. week. Yeah. Just confused work and your marriage. Yes. That's not good. Yep. It's uh, complicated. <laughs> um, it's both close to the same healthy. thing. I think Can, being married to your job is a preference you could have on Facebook if it's not, it should be. Um, yeah, so just to, you know, say more of what Eddie was saying or to bring, you know, uh, more clarity to, to who Peabody Heights is. Peabody Heights Brewery is a building. It's a brewery 
there's tanks in there, there's equipment, there's a brew house, there's a tasting room. Um, but when the, the original owners of the brewery launched, they had a brand called Public Works Ale, um, which was a series of four beers that, that came out in, in a glass bottle. And it, it, there's a lot of confusion there. So that, you know, why would you name the brand of your beer something different than the actual name of your brewery? We can't answer that question. <laughs> that Those guys aren't really involved anymore or aren't involved at all. But when the O'Keeffe's bought the, bought the company and we started to turn a corner in both, um, you know, profitability and also just, you know, going away from some of the older brands like Public Works and also, you know, shedding some, some dead weight from some of our, uh, you know, the bigger companies that we were originally making beer for because we're a contract brewery. Um, we were able to free up some tank space and also just rebrand. I think it was when did we release Thursday for the first time? Um, it's got to be coming up on two years. Two years, yeah. Yeah, yeah so two, about two years now we released Thursday, which was the first ever beer under the label Peabody Heights Brewery. And, uh, and it's been crazy ever since then. We've probably done 15, 16 different beers under that label, and now we're just, you know, we're, it, it's becoming more ho- more cohesive, you know, that we we bring the marketing and the actual building and the brand and everything together. And, and with an updated staff and an updated ownership, and an updated vision, really, for what Peabody should be or what it could be, we are uh, we're doing some pretty cool things with that with that line. So, was it the um, now that a couple breweries that started a contract brewing with Peabody mm-hmm. Heights, some moved on to opening their own breweries? Is that what allowed to really for Peabody Heights to take off as its own brand? Because so it's a combination of a couple things. When when um, Dick O'Keefe, Eddie's dad, bought the company. He, he also invested a lot of cash into putting more tanks in. So we okay. we essentially added uh, 40% more tanks, which allowed us to make more beer. But also, I wouldn't say it's the it's the folks that have been successful and moved on, like the Monument Cities. Um, but it's it's more like Raven Beer was a high-volume customer of ours um, that wasn't, uh, like, highly profitable for us. And, and so they moved on to Duclaw. They're actually still contract brewing over at Duclaw now. And I think they're happier over there, and we're happier to have the tank space back. So okay. instead of doing um, massive tanks of of lager all the time, we're able to do some, you know, small sm- smaller batches and and to, you know, kind of focus on some of the ideas. Okay, so while like his that. his beers were taking up the tank space, mm-hmm. and for a long period of time, yeah. because of the lagering, exactly. now you can churn through more beer, uh, more beer, and more beer. It's it's really not like any of them were holding us back per se. They were essential to the yeah. to the to the effectiveness of Peabody Heights. But it's it's more that we, when there's a tank going in and it's somebody else's brand, does that benefit us from a marketing standpoint? No, it doesn't. Does it benefit us from a business standpoint? Yes, it does. But every time we take a uh, put a tank of, of Raven beer in or any of our other clients, and we're not putting our beer in, that's a that's a lost marketing opportunity, um, or creativity market or opportunity as well. I think the culture's changed too. Mm-hmm. When the the brewery opened, it was brew beer, get it out to distributors, go out. But as as you turn towards people coming to the tap room, hanging out, we realized there was not much name recognition for Peabody Heights. So starting online was a way to build up, you know, local awareness of this brewery. That and the, uh, the success of the tasting room was massive for, for answering the, the question, who is Peabody Heights? So, yeah, so but before um, your family purchased it, it, it was still called Peabody Heights, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it worked under, it, it had the couple... It, it had the branded owned Public Works Ales, okay. right, PWA. Um, but it also, but that was a very, very small percentage of the actual um, beer that was leaving the building. 
that was Raven Beer, Full Tilt, Monument City, Fin City, um, uh, and all a lot of those clients are still with us. Uh, just you know, we added more tanks so we can make more beer. But yeah, so that 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 was the confusing part. We had Peabody Heights Brewery and their brand of beer was Public Works Ale. Okay. Um, there's still confusion. We still have that brand, <laughs> um, and we also still we also operate. Uh, you know, you can see it on the can if you actually look at it. But the Old Oriole Park Bohemian Lager, and also the Old Oriole Park Stout and Old Oriole Park Premium, which are um, that's more of our, our everyday beer drinking line, you know, and, and Peabody Heights is, is, is the craft premium kind of stuff. And, and old Oriole park is a $6, $7, 16 ounce, uh, bow lager. You know what I mean? So it's like a, it's a, a natty beer. bow, but yeah. it's actually made in Baltimore. It's actually made in Baltimore. It's independently owned and it's made with hundred percent malt. Um, so a, a lot of things that we think that, uh, they should have been doing or that we could do better. And we're offering a, a comparative, craft option that's made locally and supports local jobs and things like that so i think what's really special about that beer is you know because we now have that flexibility in tank spaces mm-hmm. usually that batch lagers for at least a month and a half to three months depending on the time of year so you're really getting a strong product for six or seven dollars a six pack which is great so in the short amount of time that i've known you the <laughs> uh, so probably 20 minutes now give or take um you seem to have an extreme knowledge of craft beer and and then I guess to some extent probably the industry too. Um, so have you always been in the craft beer? What, how, or is it just that when your father purchased Peabody Heights, you were kind of thrown into it and forced to learn? Um, it, it was a little bit of both. I mean, I, I always enjoyed good beer before I came to the brewery, um, but I definitely wasn't nearly anything you know what it is today. Uh, Really, you know, once the guy kind of got flung into everything is, is really where I sort of picked up everything and, and learned a lot from these guys. And, you know, I, I managed the tap room too. So, you know, not having somebody behind the tap room who doesn't know what they're talking about is a, is a huge, you know, marketing selling point. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I've just, you know, I went, you know, full in. I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's my life now. Yeah, it's everything I did was, was craft here to some extent. It's great. So where does the um – the Peabody Heights, uh, all the artwork is along the same vein. Am I, am I right on that, or is it just so, the ones I've seen? So we didn't bring any of our core beer with us, which would have been you know a helpful marketing tool. I um, would have. But uh, we brought what everyone was interested in, which yeah. is our next limited release, which we'll get to in a little while. Um, but if you you know if you look at the can, we'll, we'll show it a little bit later. But there's um, when we when we took the new direction for Peabody Heights, we also had a complete rebrand of what Peabody Heights looks like. And now um, there's a subtle nod to our baseball history, which Eddie can talk about a little bit. But that diamond PH, um, the P- the Peabody Heights logo is on everything. And when you see our core line, they all have a cohesive look. They, they have the black bands on the bottom, the brewery at the top, the style, the ABV, everything, and then the diamond dead center, and then the name of the beer around it or any artwork. These guys, um, you know, the Bash Brothers beer is the third in a series of um, of Mighty Ducks themed limited releases that we've done, and they all look the same. They just have a color variant and a new new name, or an updated style, or an updated ABV. But that is, you know, the third one of that series. And then our post has this. It, it looks the same as our limited release that we've done before. But what we do is we change the background. So the original one was just uh, tan and brown. The last one had hazelnuts and peanuts in the background, and then this one is coffee, so it has coffee beans and liquid. So there's a there's a Montana Bowman's our designer, and he does everything from uh, for PHB and for 
for Gunda. So yeah, there's a there's a look to it, but they each each like line has their own flavor. Are you guys hockey fans? Is that <laughs> it's Mighty Ducks? You know, so you're just more of a Mighty Ducks fan. Have you seen Mighty Ducks? Yeah, forever yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's one, that. two, or three. There's, yeah. I've only seen one. Yeah. See, there's that. a problem. That's why you don't get it. There there's two there's three. people watching the live stream right now, like screaming that that you don't understand, like why we would be obsessed with the films that like created our childhood. Uh, but yeah, like I'm old. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Yeah, I think I've seen the first one one time a long time yeah ago. i didn't i didn't even know there were two other ones and in, in my mind it's just always yeah it's kind of surprising that there's a hockey team named mm-hmm. after you're a movie not, and amongst, you don't even know you're not man. amongst the four people that they're targeting with this branding campaign. <laughs> yeah you're right the four people under the age of 32 <laughs> that are obsessed with this film ser- film series but anyways the first two what was the first one flying v flying v and i Knuckle had some Puck. of that that was Knuckle good Puck. yeah you can you it's see that's what's great about branding right you may not connect with the name or the branding of it but if as long as we put good beer in the can you're yeah, like i don't cares. care you're like oh knuckle puck i don't know what that is but i liked it um yeah that's 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 fine too but <laughs> we're we like that series because we're kind of we're into that so i guess i'll have to watch them now you don't have to watch them i also have i could watched. just i could we can just do the whole film i could just do it for you right now we'll line just, by line line by line we'll just maybe we'll, we'll do that as a separate episode after this one oh, okay where there's no microphones and it's just me sitting alone in a room <laughs> i mean we could record it yeah i just don't know anyone else will ever listen to it mm. just it would be a microphone and weird things would probably happen but I, i'm now i'm uncomfortable <laughs> um, and i was called knuckle puck yeah so so not hockey fans just obscure movie fans it's not obscure at all. <laughs> it's not obscure at all. Um, it's still taking Netflix. subtle shots at us. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Just obscure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason I asked is because I wanted to just bring up how the Penguins have made it on in the playoffs and the Caps haven't. But you completely ruined that by this being named after some obscure movie. So I had to move on to. Anyways, you want to talk about modern hockey. I don't care at all. It's baseball season. Obviously. It's baseball season. Let's go watch some movies made in the 90s. Well, so the Caps are still in the playoffs. For now. All right. Are they? Yeah. I don't care. It's baseball season. Obviously. Yeah. But you are, you're not a fan of the home team. That's, that's correct. Well, it depends where you are. We're in Frederick where you have breweries that brand both cities as, as their home team. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm, I'm from New York state. I'm a fourth generation Yankee fan. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard like, like generational yeah, for fans. It, so I guess heritage. that's a, yeah. okay. Yeah. I was just it's there. In your blood. I was there this weekend. My, I had, uh, so does that mean you bleed pinstripes or blue? Yes. Or? Pinstripes. Okay. It comes out. Can, yeah. Just like this pinstripes um <laughs> no i was just up in new york this weekend watching some yankee games with my family and uh my grandparents got to meet my son for the first time which was pretty cool so it's like a uh, great grandparents there's four four generations of uh of uh scoutins and also yankee fans so that's cool i do have to say that the original yankees or the original orioles were one of the original major league teams that eventually were turned into the yankees so the original Yankees were actually Orioles. Okay, and the Orioles that exist now were a minor league. The the Orioles that pa- <laughs> played at our stadium where our brewery is were a minor league affiliate of the Yankees. So, anyways. <laughs> All right, just, do we want to... Uh, just go scoreboard just... every time anyone wants to talk about the Orioles. <laughs> so, so, 
Now I don't even know where to go. Stadium is garbage. <laughs> Our stadium is garbage? What are you talking about? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's okay. I go to more Oreo games than Oreo fans. $2 billion dollars worth of garbage. That's right. It's the, it's the <laughs> mall of America of stadiums. <laughs> All right. Back to uh, beer talk, I guess. And so I guess an, another great thing that I love that you're doing is cl- um, the Peabody Heights Gunda collaborations. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that means your beer is more available. Yeah. So is that... <laughs> Which is a big problem. Like it, it is a problem. Yeah. Being so, as little as our brand is, yeah. So is is it still that anything that is pure Gunda, is that still only on your one barrel system? Or No, you... if you see these cans, that's all big big systems. Okay. So that'll be the PHB system. But what what Chris is mentioning is you know, we go over this a lot in the previous podcast or yeah. if you've listened to us on anything else or talked to us. But Peabody Heights is the brewery and Gunda actually has its own system. It's a nano a nano system that exists in the corner of Peabody pico. Heights. Um, it's not a Pico, um, but that is a brew system. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I do, but okay, yeah, cool. I, I, I was more like just trying to think of what's like, smaller like than a cans. nano. But. Yeah. Nano, but yeah. So like we brew beer beer over there, but lately we've been so distracted, um, you know, running operations essentially for Peabody Heights. Um, now that Ernie's gone, that we we haven't really been brewing over there. We're gonna do two two beers um, in the next week actually for my friend's launch. Um, the my friends the Weckers are opening a jazz bar and speakeasy in Columbia called 18th and 21st and, and Cured, which is going to be um, a pretty cool setup. But they asked us to brew some beer, so we're going to have. If you're a Columbia area fan and you never get our beer, then uh, they'll have when they launch. They'll have kegs of an Imperial Stout and a new IPA for them. Oh, awesome! So. Yeah, because even um, la- early last week we had Alec Ross, um, candidate for governor on, and he. He's like, I don't know if you heard him. There's this little <laughs> tiny brewery named Gunda that's making yeah. really good stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Awesome. And, and I got to meet him actually, uh, was it Thursday night? Mm-hmm. They had a uh, gubernatorial debate uh, or conversation about the environment, which and is hilarious. Which yeah, that's really, really cool. It was hilarious because like they're they're all um, they're all Democratic nominees. And so like they all agree on everything for the environment. Yeah. And they're all just grandstanding about what project they did um, or what they think they could do in the in the um governor's office but i just thought it was funny it's not like there's any debate it's not like one of them's gonna get and be like actually fracking you know that's yeah. it has its place <laughs> if, like if, no if there's one thing i'm really looking forward to is destroying the water table yeah exactly that's right you know what's great sewage flowing into the harbor um <laughs> well i think we've given the chesapeake bay enough love exactly it's just polluted who now. really eats oysters anyways <laughs> you know um but yeah it was a it was that was cool i got to meet alec there um and his running mate julie um, from Denizens, uh, I got to meet her not too, too long ago either. And, and I support them, um, pretty fully, um, mostly on the beer front, but also just on the, the, the non lifetime politician, like new ideas, young folks, and, and not buying into the, the power game that is Annapolis. So Julie like will be on this Friday. Oh, great. That's Cause cool. I can't seem to only do one episode a week lately. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm glad you could sneak us in to talk about the beer. So. Like well, kind of did hound you into coming on again, so it was, there wasn't that much was, hounding. Yeah, you were like, was, okay, "Would you, you like on? this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I would." <laughs> and here we are. All right, so let's take a quick break to thank Roast House Pub and um, their uh, amazing food and culinary offerings. So tomorrow, April twenty fourth, will be the Black Flag Beer Dinner, um, a five course meal featuring. Uh, beers from Black Flag paired with each course. 
Then April 26th will be the Mom's Spaghetti Dinner, where it's Kushwa versus Old Mother, which you guys should really do at some point. That would be a fun one. When I'm one. done pouring beer all over your carpet, I'll, uh, I'll think about it. Well, no, we prefer you pour beer onto the tablecloth. The tablecloth. It, yeah. Yes, <laughs> and so once again, oh, and actually, also, if you haven't responded yet, there are still a couple of the Roast House Pub VIPA cards left to grab. Send an email to chris at newspost.com to claim one of those. Uh, once again, thank you, Roast House Pub. So what are we? What are you pouring here? So I don't know if you could see from the camera, but this is actually um, this is double mumble. So mumble, um, Rahul, you want to tell them a little bit about mumble and, and how we got to? Uh, mumble was a pale ale that we did probably what, first a year ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a one of our few lower alcohol beers um, that we added 11 pounds per barrel of um, a specific um, strain, not strain, I guess, type of mango too. Um, it turned out really well. People loved it, so we figured we'd make a double version of that. Um, so this is essentially that recipe, slightly modified, but enhanced and beefed up. That is good. Yeah, Thank this you. is 200 and 297 pounds of uh, mango puree in this guy. And it's at 8.5%, so I think the original version was in the 5-6 range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this is really cool, and uh, we're, happy, we're really happy with the way the label came out, too. Um, we love the elephant logo that we have, and we like when Montana could sneak it in, and it's it's a, a pretty cool thing. So, yeah, the um, I, I like this a lot. So recently, I'm sure because you you have been a supporter of the podcast, the mic'd up mango, time. yes, yeah. Um, it it it's great that um, beers with somewhat of the same idea can taste so completely different. Mm-hmm. Um. Because this is definitely much more of an IPA than Mike Up Mango was, where that was probably as legally close to mango juice yeah. with alcohol in it that it could be. More fruit forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That even though there were some reviews of people saying that they couldn't detect any mango. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know how that's possible when you put 353 pounds of mango into yeah. a, um, I think, a 20-barrel batch. Yeah. <laughs> you can't read untab reviews and yeah. take it. I don't, and I don't know why. Well, so I kept reading them because for the longest time they're all like super positive. Yeah. Like the, it's the, cool. the descriptions of that people were giving of the beer were like, that's exactly what we were going for. That's awesome. And then it just, then it started with the, I, I, I don't get, I don't get any mango at all. I'm like, well, the, you should go see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> the just, half star for, I don't like IPAs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we had uh, some fun on cat, on, untapped reviews we, we had talked about it before i had talked about it with um curtis and rob um to you know to do uh from shelfies to do like a a segment to have brewers read bad un, untapped reviews yeah. or whatever but some of them are so funny man and like you know someone will get look they'll come to our release at wine source or one of our other liquor store supporters that do crowlers and they'll get a crowler and then all the beer has gone for months and then i'll see a, like five reviews in a row like Thanks, Chris, for sharing the, you know, the OG that has been gone for months, and it's clearly a crowler that was is not meant to be saved no. of an IPA. And then they're like, I don't know, it seems like it's fallen off a bit, you know, like point, it's you know, multi. two stars yeah. or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, that melts my brain. That <laughs> that like I- even in this age of, um, of consumer knowledge, that they that someone would save a crowler of anything 
and then let alone a double IPA. Yeah, you know? I started to get really nervous when like, I have a crowler that's a week old. Mm-hmm. That's when Graham starts getting text messages like, hey, come over tonight. I have a growler, a crowler I want to get rid of. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, people are going the other way because I have friends who will bring over uh, can release it. They'll be like, oh, sorry, but this is, you know, three yeah. weeks old at this point. It's like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, too, we have a really great um, – this is a stretch. There's a long backstory. We have a really great canning line um, that took a lot of work to get there and was not ready to go when we got it. Uh, but when we did, when we did get it up and running, we have some like sub Budweiser pasteurized um, dissolved oxygen numbers in our cans. So our cans, like, they evolve. They don't, they don't degrade. You know, and, and obviously, um, how long have you had a canning line? We've had it since the launch of the Peabody Heights line. So it wasn't. It, ba- is, it was a um, baseball season last year or the year uh, before. August. Or yeah, August was up and running. Yeah, so it was a little ago. after baseball season. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing how much bad information about Peabody Heights there is out there, because it, there was someone who was arguing with me that <laughs> you contract can, and I was like, that does not make sense. No. There is no way that they brought in a contract canner every time they did a run of full tilt, no. or did a run of all of the packaged products that we, they do. We have a three hundred fifty thousand um, dollar twelve fill four seam. 100 plus can a minute canning line. And then as I mentioned to you earlier, I I mean I'm I'm really glad to see that you guys are still uh, that you were able to come out because you closed a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Was, was that out there? No, no, no yes. He just I was, said he I, ran I was, into somebody I, that was like, I, yeah, people it's is closing. I'm yeah, like, no. I was I was at a bar. Uh actually I was at Roast House Pub, mm-hmm. funny enough. Um and I I was talking to a sales rep. Mm-hmm. And I, I brought up um, Gunda and Peabody Heights. And the guy sitting next to me is like, oh, they went out of business. And I turned to him and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not accurate. Because, I, I mean, I was literally messaging yeah. with one of their brewers like an hour ago. Yeah. That's why we're here. Can, and, we, can we sleep here? Yeah. You don't want to- we we have, don't have jobs. This is all we have left. Yeah, we have air mattresses for when the, the – Things went real <laughs> south real quickly. Yeah. And he was like, no, they, they shut off all their equipment on Monday. I was like, I don't think that's true. We, we've never been more successful, more profitable, or more that's, focused. That's a very detailed. Yes, yeah, it was. That's... You know when someone doubles down on something? Like, I feel like that's what you did. They're, you were like, they're like, yeah, I think they're going through hard times. They're going to close. And you're like, no, they're not. And he's like, yeah, they turned off their equipment. <laughs> yeah. I, they, were, they had a garage sale yeah. for their aluminum. He's like, did you just double down on information you don't have? Yeah. And, and so the best part, again, I didn't want to argue with him just in case. Like, the things that are running through my mind yeah. are like, is Tim, like, embarrassed and he doesn't no. want to tell me? Feel free to FaceTime and, me next time and just be like, hey, yeah. hey, are you closed? And I'll be like, here's a piece of equipment I'm operating right now. It's called a mash ton. And so, like, I had no idea who this guy was. It, so, like, I didn't know, like, if there was some – thanks, Eddie. Yeah. There was <laughs> – that there was some possibility that he has some inside information that I don't have. So, like, that's just where I left it. I was like, okay, that's not what. You could also and just go to our Instagram page so and then, see that we're marketing yeah. for, uh, like, Saturday was a huge day for us. It was the second beer for Peabody Heights that we've done with the Healthy Harbor folks, the trash wheel people. Yeah, I want to talk to that, but I won't face. So then it turns out it's just some dude who works in the packaging department of another brewery. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, I heard this from a guy once. It's like, I don't yeah. know. So, but yeah, I, I do want to, let's yeah. talk about that because I think that's an awesome story. Um, 
after you told my daughter about Mr. Oh, Trashville, Mr. Trashville. I, sh- I showed her and she loves it. So let's, let's talk about those beers. Cool. Yeah. Ed, do you want to talk about our relationship with them and how we got connected? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, usually outside of things, I'm constantly addicted to my phone. Um, and so uh, I, I really... That's rare this. nowadays. <laughs> yeah. It's very unnatural. Um, and so basically what happened is they, they run a really excellent social media program. Um, they've, if you've seen their stuff on Reddit, uh, they've done some really, really cool stuff, but they posted an article, uh, actually in Chicago, I think that's a, the, what the clean, clean Bay healthy, Harbor. Health, healthy, healthy Harbor, Harbor, which is uh, operated by waterfront partnership mm. as well. It's, uh, I think marketing wise, a little confusing at times. Um, but uh, basically, uh, in Chicago, uh, Toppling Goliath has a beer called Sue, uh, Pseudo Sue or something like that. Hmm. Um, and it's named after the, uh, the, the main T-Rex uh, fossil in, uh, in Chicago. And so uh, Trashville reached out and was like, you know, five points to whatever brewery, um, uh, you know, names a beer after Mr. Trashville. And I saw that within five minutes. And Done. <laughs> Yeah, I called and harassed like six different people at Healthy Harbor, and uh, eventually got connected. Uh, it was actually really awesome because the the person behind the social media of uh, Mr. Trashfield actually comes to the brewery all the time. Uh, oh, nice! So it worked out really well. Um, but what's really special? So we've uh, we've done two beers with them. Uh, the first one is the Mr. Trashfield uh, Lost Python Ale. It's a session IPA. Uh, 100% unfiltered, uh, 05 yeast. Uh, I think it's mosaic and motueka. Nice and fruity, still full body. Doesn't taste really like thin hop water. Uh, I think it came out really, really nice. Uh, the second one we just released was the uh, uh, Professor Trashfields. Uh, she uh, blinded me with science, so it's a Belgian wit. Um, hey, do you get that reference, you old person? Do you? How do you feel about Tom Stolby? Tell me about when when music videos were still played on MTV. First, I just love the, the Raul cackling in the background. We can't even say it. How is anybody else? Gonna... Dude, the crappy puns that and, come up with names, but no. And yes, I did get it. Thank yeah, of you course you much. did. I didn't. You know why? Because I wasn't alive in 1980 when it came out. Hey, I was uh, three. I was okay. three. Well, there well, you not go. Probably like two Watch and a half. Watch MTV. Thomas Dolby. Now, uh, yeah, you want to tell them a little bit about like, how that came up? <laughs> Pretty old. <laughs> so the uh, the second beer was, uh, so once we did a full year of the uh, Mr. Trash Bill going really well, uh, we raised about, eight, I think, seven to $8,000 just in beer sales alone. Uh, but two of the fundraisers that we've hosted have put us close to about $30,000 raised for operating a trash wheel. Um, and so it was just the, sort of the next uh, step to, to get the Professor Trash Bill on. And uh, really crazy, the whole thing around the Trash Bill is, is so bizarre and amazing and beautiful at the same time. So we, uh, apparently uh, Robin Stegman, she's the person that runs the, the social media and operations for the Trash Bill. She, uh, she basically, uh, you know, was out with some friends and, you know, I think at dinner just trying to come up with names for this Trash Bill beer. And they were going off name puns, obviously, or song puns. Everything's puns. Everything's <laughs> puns. Um, and so it just, uh, they, they found she blinded me with science. And the wit thing totally worked really well. And it wasn't until later that we just, like, why not reach out to Thomas Dolby? And it turns out Thomas Dolby was actually a professor at Peabody. So he lived in Baltimore City. 
uh, he actually operates a boat. He has a boat in in the city, and so he goes, I think, uh, sailing in the harbor all the time. And so he passes by Professor Trashfield all the time, and is you know a big fan of what uh, she's done for the waterways. And so he was you know totally on board. He came by the brewery, <laughs> and uh, we we filmed a small music video. Uh, with Thomas Dolby sponsoring and supporting the uh, Professor Trashfield beer. Just to clarify for anybody who knows what Mighty Ducks is, um, <laughs> Thomas Dolby is a one-hit wonder um, from the early 1980s. Why you gotta take a dig at him? I too? know because he's a one-hit wonder from the early 1980s. <laughs> I'm just explaining. This is back when music videos were still on MTV, but he had a very popular song Probably called on YouTube also. "She Blinded Me with Science." Okay, and that's the song. And if you go on, on online, it's actually a pretty funny uh, music video. And so that's who he is. That's how we came up with, you know, She Blinded Me, Wit, Science, or that's how the... He's also incredibly talented, had a mm-hmm. you know, post-career as well. He mm-hmm. uh, eventually became... He, does he work at Hopkins? Yeah, so yeah. He, uh, he works at the Peabody Institute. Um, originally, I think he's just a professor, but this year he's coming up. Uh, he's working on developing, uh, I think, a, a master's degree based on virtual reality and video game uh, music accompaniment, which is really, really cool. So, in other words, the creator of a one-hit wonder. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, uh, if anybody's into uh, TED Talks or TED Conferences, he was the original, or he was the music director before moving to Baltimore. Three hit films, whatever. He has two hits. Yes. According oh. to Rob Goss. But so apparently, like, yeah, and Rob Goss knows this, because whatever. Isn't one of them only like a UK hit or something? I don't know. That counts. We talked about it. There's a lot of people in the UK. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as many as the US, but... There is some. It's like the size of like New Jersey. It still counts. <laughs> so for those of the, basically um, what I'm saying is the UK is dumb. <laughs> that's what I'm. Get, that's what I was trying to get to this whole podcast <laughs> is that they don't their, mu- their music taste is bad. USA, USA. <laughs> so for I'm back to the Mighty Ducks. For those the, for the people who don't know what a trash wheel is, quack. what is a quack? A t- quack. Is that quack. from the movie? Quack, quack. <laughs> Can, can oh, you? Sorry. Um, so, so let's focus. <laughs> focus up. It's what is. I am on focus for all of the things that I wanted to accomplish today. Drink beer. Screw with Chris. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll answer Start that question. Start an international now. incident. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the the, the, prof- the sorry the trash wheels are a floating uh, basically device in the uh, harbor. Um, it's solar operated, so uh, it's perfectly green. And then also, it's basically just a revolving wheel. That just collects trash out of the harbor. Yeah, it uses uh, a dumpster in the back of it, and then they, they have these like floaties that are off the front of it, and then all the trash that comes down the spillways, um, it, the stuff that floats goes right into it, and there's a paddle that kind of takes a conveyor that takes it up and dumps it in the trash cans. It's actually really cool. You left out the most important part. Which one? It's got googly eyes. That's right. Oh, that's why it has a social media <laughs> presence. It's because the googly eyes. Um, that's why it's named Mr. Trash Wheel and then Professor Trash Wheel. They all have, they all have their own Twitter accounts. What's the name of the beer again? Um, Mr. Trash Wheels Lost Python Ale, and She Blinded Me Wit Science. It's Professor Trash Wheels. Professor she, Trash Wheels. She Blinded Me Wit Science. I don't think it was actually a she. I think it's Professor Trash Wheels Blinded Me with Science. I yeah. There's we couldn't no find way other the beer's that good. had the word wit in it. There's n- and so. there's no way for us <laughs> to find out the actual answer. Yeah. Um, where did, I already forgot the name of it, Double Mumble come from? The so, mumble. So mumble was that that pale ale that we talked about, and that was it was just like um, I don't know. With most of the names that I come up with, there have to do with hip hop or something yeah. else. But uh, that's like mumble rap. It's like a whole genre. 
of, of rap music that I, I don't particularly like. And so Mumble was the name of that one. And then because we made it an extra pale ale this time, up the alcohol and, and increase the, uh, the mango, we did double Mumble. I mean, I, I have to, do have to say, you introduce me to a lot of the things that the kids are doing mm. nowadays. <laughs> like, I did not know who Post Malone was there before you, you. Don't you feel um, so much better about knowing dude, Most people but, that even know who Post Malone is are mad that they know who Post Malone is. <laughs> but you, we'll see. I, I have good and bad taste in rap music. <laughs> well, see, and the thing is, too, I don't, I don't know much from rap. Yeah, I, it's uh, like I watch a, the H three H three YouTube channel. Oh yeah, and they talk to him a lot. Yeah, so, like that's really where. That's so funny. Yeah, if you don't know who Post Malone is, just Google him, and then that's all you need to. You just Google a picture of him. He's a very interesting fellow. And what's really hilarious is that you look at him and you think, man, it's really unfortunate that he got those tattoos when he was young, and now he's famous. Yep. And then you discover, like, no, they're like new. Yeah. They're only a few months old or like a year tops, and he yep. made those decisions after becoming. Yep. He has like barbed wire like on his hairline here. I mean, worst uh, of all, he pushes Bud Light on everybody. Right? Yeah, that's the part that yeah. we're trying to change. Yeah. <laughs> I'll change that one collaborative. Uh, collaborative. Do you just send them? Do you send them cans of post? Every he wouldn't once know in what them? to do with that. It's actually delicious. Um, I think he'd try a beer bong it and then just the ooh, that yeah. went in well. Yeah, he yeah he's like sponsored by Bud Light. Oh my god, he's trash. But I think like <laughs> I don't think Bud Light has really pushed it. So I don't think they're like actively mentioning that sponsorship. I think they just ship him. Bud yeah, Light. there's he's he's and like, like when Vice picks him up. Yeah, like, oh, Vice cool. did a tour of his house. And he had That's the, none be, uh, of the – he has this mansion, right, and some, like, big – some cars. And he has all of these platinum records, and they're just sitting on the floor. Like, they're not hung. Awesome. Everything's on the floor. But when you walk in, there's a giant glowing blue Bud Light cooler. Nice. And he's like, I don't know. They just come and they stock it. <laughs> Once a week, some guy brings beers and puts them in there. And, like, he's – that's, you know – I mean, who wouldn't be happy with someone just stocking their beer fridge? Also, you just know unfortunate. You can just walk into Post Malone's house yeah. if you want to. There you go. <laughs> the Bud Light guy's here again. Now, it's surprised you're being like around. A, somebody that just walks around with him, I think a part of his clique, they pays a lot of money just to send beer bongs for him. It's his one job. He got famous from, so he was an early SoundCloud rapper. Um, which SoundCloud is a is a platform in which people share their music. I'm familiar with Are SoundCloud. Thank it's you on very the much. internet. It's a, which is that? a series of tubes. What the f is the internet? Yeah. Anyways, that uh, was a Kevin Smith reference because that was? may be too. What the f is the internet? But not like, actually swearing. Yeah, you I'm, can't because you're not. at your job. I'm not at my job. The, so you I can, can swear. swear. Go ahead. I, I mean, they, who Graham? Who dropped the first f bomb? I can't remember now. We had someone already dropped their who. Oh, yeah, it was, it was Brian, Brian from Attaboy. Attaboy. Yeah. But that was off-site. Didn't you record it over there? <laughs> yeah, we recorded it That's on you, there. man. You can't come into somebody else's field <laughs> well, and set rules. And, and it also, you probably shouldn't ask someone how much flour they put in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in their hazy yeah. IPA to make it hazy. Yeah. He's, yep. <laughs> so um, there's probably a long list of things I did wrong for that to happen. Sure. Well... Yeah, we, we, you know, the next beer. So, anyways, we're, the reason why we came back out to hang out, other than to um, shit talk on the UK um, <laughs> and Thomas Dolby, uh, the uh, <laughs> let it be known we're not shit talking on Thomas Dolby. Let it be known I do whatever I want. Um, 
We have a triple can release, uh, not this Wednesday. So what is the date, actually? It's the first Wednesday in May, right? Eddie, if you need to borrow my computer to send an email before you guys head back to Baltimore. It's live on Facebook right now. What are you going to do? I think it's the second. It's just a second. Yeah. Thank you for that helpful information. Well, anyway, it's the first, uh, first Wednesday in May. We do it on Wednesday. It's because it's our slowest day of the ta- tasting room. And we just don't want to, you know, we have normally a packed house. We don't want it to impede the, the, the tasting room or the uh, can release. But we're doing a triple can release. We're going to do the first two beers that we tried today, which Bash Brothers, which is a, um, a hazy IPA uh, with, mos- would you say, Mosaic and Citra? Yeah. Mosaic and Citra. And then double mumble, which is the 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 mango pale ale, the extra pale ale, eight and a half percent, three hundred pounds of of mango. And then the third one we're doing is actually the third iteration of the beer Post. And Post is a uh, imperial stout, and they float anywhere f- between ten and eleven and a half percent, depending upon how they come out. But the first one we did, I think the first one was twelve and a half. I don't think it was that high. I think it was like eleven. Okay. I don't remember. But we can we can look that up on Untap. But the, the, the original version that we did had five gallons of maple syrup in it, which is the original post. And then the second one we did was hazelnut and peanut post. Hey, have you seen the amazing Netflix documentary about the uh, great um, maple syrup heist? No. It's it's crazy. You should watch it. Is Someone, it off topic? Uh, it's it's a, no, it's a real thing. <laughs> no, there's literally like in... Quebec or someplace that someone sold like millions of dollars worth of maple, maple syrup. syrup. Yeah, maple syrup is real expensive. Maybe, yeah, it is. Um, Sorry, go back to uh, your No, beer. I was just thinking about something else. I was listening to a podcast where someone stole um, honeybees. Did you ever? Do you ever hear about that? Like someone came came through and like these these uh, farmers had taken all of their honeybees for pollinating down to um, I think Mexico or something to uh, to pollinate apple trees or fruit trees and someone came through the night that they dropped the trailers and just stole all the bees so another weird stealing of things that's i guess if there's something it can be stolen there's yeah. someone out there that will maybe we need to do honey in one of them that would be cool yeah. um but the third iteration so the first one was regular and with maple syrup second one was hazelnut peanut and the third one which you're drinking now is the uh, is the coffee variant so we got i think 20 25 pounds of uh, Sumatran locally roasted by Vent Coffee Roasters, which is a friend of ours, Sarah. See, I'm and not Andrew. picking up any coffee. Mm. <laughs> Where's that other dude? Can you bring him back so he can ask me about what kind of light loggers I like to drink or adjunct loggers? Um, yeah, the this is it's a coffee bomb. It's a 100. Yeah, yeah, it's it's we're so happy with this one. This and, is good. Yeah. This is really good. Yeah, we're so so happy with the way the coffee came out from Vent. We we love Vent. They're actually going to be expanding into the Union Collective. They're going to be the coffee roaster there. Sarah, oh, nice. Sarah's the roaster, and Andrew um, is is one of the uh, marketing dudes there. So if you want to follow them on Instagram or whatever, they do a great job. They make the best coffee. And 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 Andrew texted me, and I apologize, Andrew. I'm sure you're listening at some point. That uh that we were what we're gonna do for the actual releases. We're gonna have the coffee in some form. So we're either gonna have a cold brew version I of like the same when, yeah, coffee. That's awesome. Aside that's with the the draft, and we'll have variant draft too. So we like to do single keg or, or two kegs of uh, variants of the same beer on the same day, and that's actually how we got into um, the hazelnut peanut was because the first time we released post, we did hazelnuts and peanuts in one keg. People liked it so much that was the next one. So the one that we do this time, we're gonna have alongside uh, the coffee itself. So that'd be really cool at the release. Should I do like espresso shots into it or something like that? Could do. Uh, yeah. So how, um, legal. 
Why wouldn't? Can you mix caffeine? I guess like you do. Well, caffeine. I mean, four locos, ca- right? caffeinated which is illegal. Yeah, <laughs> that, but if you're do, if it's a DIY project, mm-hmm, like yeah. where the person's doing it themselves, that's true. That's it's true. like a Jaeger bomb. Yeah, the Jaeger bomb of Bougie craft beer, which is yeah, a shot of espresso into an an already ten uh, percent imperial stout. That'd be good. So what? <laughs> how um how did you get the the what was the process for the coffee into the beer sure so the most of the time when we do coffee into a beer the the smartest safest way is to um i don't know if it's smarter or safest but the smartest or safest way that we've come across so that the brewers that are listening aren't like you know my process is better than yours um the, the best way that we've come yeah, across... I, I can just picture the conversation. Now. That Tim dude does not know what he's, he talking, know what he's about. talking about. He's, he's, the, he's, he's over here cold brewing. Um, Their brewery's closing next week anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> they're closed. They, they already closed. Um, so, no, what we normally do is we cold brew, um, and then we and then we bring that cold brew up to pasteurization temperatures just because we're worried. You know, we're always careful about infection and things like that in the brewery, especially in a contract facility. Yeah. Or, um, we, we, we need to make everybody's beer, and we need to make it clean. So we got to be careful. Um, with how we do that, but this time, you know, we took a leap of faith and we uh, and we took the ground coffee and we actually just um, put that in a tank and then racked the beer onto it. So okay. this is instead of cold brewing uh, or, or the cold brew process is basically taking beans, soaking them in cold water, and then and separating the beans from the water. And you're left with like a cold brew extract or a strong cold brew that normally you'd water down to drink. Um, but we would take that and normally add it to the tank after we've heated it up. But this time we just transfer the beer right onto the right onto the ground coffee. And, uh, and, and it's, it's one iteration closer to where I really want to be with how we're going to handle our coffee, but just super happy with the way it came out. So is that in the fermenter or in the bright tank? So it's actually a secondary fermenter. So, um, if we had a way to do it, um, which we don't, uh, just because of the, the tank, the tank style we have, we, you could just add the, the ground coffee to a fermenter. That's like a finished fermenting beer. And it's just sitting there. Uh, dump the yeast and add the coffee and then okay. maybe recirculate or bubble CO2 through it so that you could get some movement and get that coffee saturated. But what we did was we cleaned a new tank, opened the tank, poured the coffee and purged the tank with CO2 and then racked in, in on that. Uh, from the bottom? From the bottom, okay. yeah. Yep. And uh, How long was it on the coffee for? It was on the coffee for... It was like about a week. Yeah, a week or yeah. a little bit more. Just to let that coffee get saturated and sink to the bottom so we don't have any in the cans. Yeah, I like it. I, I think it gets a little bit of a brighter, more chocolatey note. And sometimes when you you know process coffee with heat, you end up with that acrid, a little bit of an acrid Stringent. thing, which, which I think kind of creates a perception of a thinner body when you have a, a big mm-hmm. stout with that finish. So this this keeps in line with post, which we wanted a big, thick, chewy stout. Yeah. So th- there's a few comments um, on the video, <laughs> I think mainly directed to you, Tim. That's weird. Um, there's one, uh, Gregory Lee, Gregory Lee uh-huh. the most epic beard grower in craft beer. Whoa, hold um, on. There's an epic beard grower on our team. His name's Graham Chrysler. So watch yourself. Okay, okay. well, but I don't he know is, Graham. He is one of the best. Okay, That's one sure. of the best. Hi, uh, Greg. He simply just wants to say go O's. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Your, your buddy, Rob Goss. Um, uh, it from Whitey's, who's rude. a great supporter of Gunday and Peabody Heights, rudely says Yankees suck. That's um, also fair, um, but so does everything from New England, right? Well, in in his defense, this is one of the few times in history that that the Reds he could be a Red Sox fan and tell me the Yankees suck, and they actually do suck in comparison to the Red Sox. But that's because they've had a pretty revolutionary year so far. Um, Josh Foster is apparently not old because he says quack quack. Cool. Um. 
And then Frank about beer says post is amaze balls. Cool. I don't know if he means the rapper or the beer, but it, it, yeah. If I know Frank, he's not talking about. <laughs> <the writer. laughs> Thank you, and, and we're happy Christian, with the Frank. Uh, Frank about beer. Whatever. I know the way he posts online. That's all I know. But uh, yeah, we're super happy with post, and uh, I really love pumped. double mumble. Yeah. So when you're um, into that haze craze. I don't like hazy beer. It, I don't. Th- I yeah. think it's a fad that's going to go away. You're just. Do you, are you not a big imperial stout fan? What style don't you like? I don't like stouts. Yeah, but that's cool. great. Okay, Actually, cool. I need to stop saying I don't yeah. like stouts because every you just, stout a I've had, one you have. every stout I've had recently, I say I don't like stouts, but this is really good. And then, like, so I didn't say it for this mm-hmm. one because I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Because you say you like every stout, so quit saying you don't like stouts. Sure. I think it's just I prefer hoppy beers. Would you but, tell us if it sucked on, live? Um, no, I just wouldn't say it was good. Yeah. I would, you could definitely, if you're watching, tell if I, if I don't like something. Yeah. I don't say I don't like it, but it's you're probably like, oh, pretty Oh man, obvious. you guys need to rethink this. Yeah. Um, so let's try the next beer. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is enough. Um, yeah. So we're really happy with the way this came out and it's right along that same family. Like we're talking like liquid brownies is essentially what we're going for with post. And then, and then whatever adjunct we add to, to make it its own unique thing, whether it's maple syrup or um uh you know hazelnuts and peanuts uh or or you know coffee we want the coffee to be up front you know we want you to smell it we want you to know there's coffee in it but we we also want it to be a beer first too so it's got to be very viscous and very thick and it clings to the glass it's a it's a delicious beer this honestly i think um post is the best beer that we've ever made at peabody heights the i love the um that that one's amazing. I, that the, and Able Hands, I think, are my two the, favorite um, beers ever. The the coffee and it's perfect because I think like, like as you were saying, so, uh, some coffee beers definitely they bring out that stringent like the all the bad parts mm-hmm. of coffee, mm-hmm. and that that is the perfect combination. And it brings together two of my favorite things: beer and coffee. And we really, you know, we really use excellent coffee. Seriously, I think yeah. you know that's it, such a big part of it. It's easy for a lot of breweries and a lot of coffee shops will use old beans, especially in cold brew and stuff like that. Um, so we're, we're really happy working with those guys. What type of roast is it? It's Sumatran. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I drink an um, obscene amount of espresso mm. every morning, but like it's dark roast. Cause I like yeah. I used to drink so much espresso. I, I have a machine at my house that's so like worth more than my car. And so um, that's not saying much. My car's not worth anything. <laughs> uh, it, and... Uh, I used to I used to be on like an eight shot a day kind of like when I was in the restaurant industry it would be like oh you wake up at like eleven and you have four shots of espresso and then you you get ready to go to work at like two and you pour you got to put four more shots in your to go mug so you could sip it throughout the evening but I'm like completely off coffee essentially except for when I want it now which is cool caffeine works a lot better if you don't um, you know need it I have six shots every morning yeah. Cause I, I have an espresso machine that's automatic. Oh, that's so, dumb. Yeah, it makes it way too easy <laughs> yeah. just to hit the button and walk away and do stuff, and then hit the button again. And yeah, mine's still it's in the basement since we moved. I haven't pulled a single shot of espresso out of it, so it's probably a good thing. Probably, although I have stopped drinking on weekends, so I guess that means I'm not addicted. I guess, or at least that's what I tell myself. Yeah. Um. So what? Along the lines, actually, uh, we'll just say Greg um, agrees that Graham has an amazing beard. Much respect to the beard crews. However, uh, does Graham wear overalls all the time? Because I he believe wears that overalls not as much as Greg. 
Okay. But he does so, wear overalls. Huh. Like, so there may be something to do with that. Yeah. He also has like a suit as well. He looks like, oh, yeah. like a North Korean dictator yeah. of some sorts. It's really interesting. I don't know where <laughs> North <laughs> Korean dictator mechanic. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you can imagine like a jumper, but all one color. And, Honestly, and, when you have a humongous beard, it covers up most of the overall part anyway. Sure. So you can't really tell. So um, one one of the owners of Blue Dyer Distillery down in Southern Maryland um, also has a fairly epic beard and wears overalls constantly. Mm-hmm. We had a long conversation about the functional amazingness of overalls over the weekend at the Spirits Festival. Yeah. I've been thinking so, maybe I should pull out some suspenders or something. I'm always having to, to pull dip, the pants up thing. Dip your toes into yeah, the... go with suspenders and work myself up to the Oshkosh, Bagosh, you know, adult, adult <laughs> I clothes. I don't think that's the brand oh, that not, they're wearing It's not now. the brand? No. Are you sure? I Greg, mean, I... can you get back to me with the brand of clothing that you wear? <laughs> is there, um, so is there anyone else that you want to attack and piss off today? I'm not attacking Greg. He's a very handsome man. <laughs> One of my the best things ever on the uncapped Facebook page mm-hmm. was for a while a picture I had of him with uh, Ken from Monument City mm-hmm. sticking his hand into his beard yeah. was right next yeah. to a picture of um, uh, Brian from Attaboy who had his <laughs> hand out of the frame yeah. and they lined up perfectly. <laughs> I need a screenshot. <laughs> I, I took okay, a screenshot because I knew it wouldn't stay <laughs> yeah. aligned like that for a while and I needed to have that forever. <laughs> That's a keeper. Um, and I apologize for not having Colin co-host again this yeah. time because I know how much you enjoyed his presence. <laughs> Nothing like taking time. it straight <laughs> off the rails for no reason. You know what I mean? Because that hasn't happened today <laughs> yeah, at no, all, definitely. even a little bit. At least quack. The, yeah. quack. Quack. That's right. Quack. Ducks fly together. You know what I mean, Chris? Yeah. I, I, that's from the fourth one, right? Mm, no. <laughs> that's just science. That's Ducks do fly together. Thank you, Raul. <laughs> <In> formation. <laughs> that's geese. But whatever. <laughs> oh, that, that ducks do. They're the same thing, yeah, aren't they? So, yeah. Like, yeah, one's just a little bigger ducks. than yeah. the other. They're Canadian ducks. Yeah. One's yeah. more of a jerk <laughs> than the other one. Longer necks, and they apologize. They're not Canadian geese. They're Canada geese. That is true. Do you where you live? Do you have a homeowners association? Mm, I live in Patterson Park. We just have so, an angry Facebook mob. So we have a um, homeowners association where I live. Uh, he wears uh, B gosh. Our kids. <laughs> uh, he loves Carhartts. There you go. He Carhartt. being uh, Greg. Cool. There's yeah. no brewer who can fit into Oshkosh's. Maybe you. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> the, the, the person we saying We almost that put you point. in my son's car seat on the way here. <laughs> so if you if you live someplace that has a homeowners association, most mm-hmm. likely there's going to be a Facebook group mm-hmm. for all of the busybodies that live in that area. We have that, but we don't have a homeowners association. Okay. It's just the so, Friends of Patterson Park, which okay. is just a nightmare of people so complaining. There, there is a lake in um our development mm-hmm. where so there are a ton of geese nice. and people constantly complain about those geese and they always refer to them as canadian geese and there's this one guy just hilariously replies with i think the word you're looking for is canada geese geese cannot obtain citizenship <laughs> to a country therefore they cannot be canadian that's hilarious and then i also got kicked out of that uh <laughs> that particular group for trolling comments i made about geese yeah i troll yeah, I troll super hard in the Patterson Park Facebook group. Basically, it just came to the point where anytime someone would post complaining about something, I would just reply something about geese. Yeah. 
The Patterson Park yeah. one's legit, though. Like, people is, will post, like, helpful. hey, it came out to go to work and my car door is missing. Has anybody seen it? <laughs> no joke, though. No joke. That's a post. Like, he, someone came out. I think it was, like, a red, like, Impala or, like, a Ford car. Like, and someone had just stolen the doors off of it because it's cheaper to just find the car that you need the parts for and steal them in the color than, than <laughs> to, get to a, go get go them and have them painted and, and whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's simple economics. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore's the I mean best. It's, it, it's an interesting thing. I moved from a pretty rough area in Baltimore, Westport, to Patterson Park, and, and it's just so much more crime in Patterson Park, or at least there's more, you know, boring people on the internet complaining about it, you know. Um, <laughs> and so it's just, it's funny to live over there. But it is, it's mostly just people complaining about people off-leash, their dogs off-leash. And, uh-huh. and I'm one of those people because I have a Labrador who hates other dogs. And so um, he's super aggressive when he when he sees a dog, but these people have their dogs off leash that are super friendly and good dogs, but they always run up to you, and then your dog's mean to them, and then yeah. they look at you like you're a horrible person. It's like, I'm, I have him on the six-foot leash with his license. That's called the law. Anyways. Yeah, I, I was walking um, my half-dog. I have his little... Half-dog, half-cat? Well, he's half-dead. Uh, is like an old pug. <laughs> and I got a pug? Very, Dude, he has a he has a like, new pug and that's half even, dead. Yeah, they, they just can't breathe. Dead, yeah. They should yeah. not the be. They, right come, they come that well, way. When yeah. they get thirteen years old, they're even closer to like just. You feel bad for him being alive almost. But like I was walking him and then pushing he's like a pug assisted suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> and it wouldn't take that much. Just squeeze their nose together. <laughs> just just. Just put your two fingers just yeah. right in their nostrils. The worst wind. thing we've talked about <laughs> ever. Just wait. It can go down further. I, 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 have no, I mean, we're an hour in. I don't think we're going to stop anytime soon. No. Um, so like, I, I was, I was uh, walking him and pushing my daughter in her stroller. Mm-hmm. And this D-bag with a uh, um, pit bull yeah. just stood there as he watches his dog barreling at me. Yeah. It's so, like I pushed my daughter's stroller away, picked up the pug, and was like screaming at the guy to get his dog. I had my leg back to like punt start... him in the head. Yeah, yeah which punt is... him in the head. Yeah. I had was carrying a knife, so I was about to grab that too. And then he finally decided he should move a little faster to get his dog yeah. away from me. No apology, no nothing. Just... It happens all the time, Patterson Park. I mean, it's just the the density of people or whatever, but constantly, constantly, people getting their dogs attacked by their dogs because of that and that's it's infuriating and it's funny there's someone and I, I don't i won't say his name because he is someone popular that i probably will vote for but there's someone running for state elected office who had a he was who panders to the patterson park facebook group Derek davis no yeah definitely not he doesn't pander to anybody <laughs> except lobbyists um and anheuser-busch uh and and he had he has a video like with dogs like helping him get out to vote, you know, whatever. And he's got dogs off leash in the park <laughs> in the video. And he has them on 20 foot leads in the video. Like the two of like the most popular things to complain about on the, on the group. And he's like, got them in his campaign video. I'm like, you got, how, how dumb are you? Like it's, it's mildly insensitive at least. Luckily but. you didn't name him. Nobody can figure it out. They, yeah, no. they can if they go to the Patterson Park. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, you don't have the internet. <laughs> Rahul doesn't internet. Yeah, I'm glad you're here because normally I get the old, <laughs> yeah. the old mom. You're both yeah. getting it. All right. I don't think that's fair. I'm not that old. It's not that I'm you're not that old. old it's just that when you you look at this and you're like, I don't know this. I don't know what it is, so it's probably obscure. It's not. I didn't say obscure until you called me old. 
we're, this it's is recorded, recorded. So we we'll go, go back. back we'll go back we'll play we'll can you bring that up graham anyhow i don't think we have that technology um so rob will do it rob will rewind the facebook feed yeah. and then comment <laughs> you know, let's just wait who, who started it first did he call mighty ducks obscure or did i call him old which one came first that's what i that's the real facts that's the reason we're here <laughs> uh, and to piss off um the, the uk, UK. yeah that's right that's right and to announce the beer release. Oh, yeah, there's oh, beer yeah, releases. There was a beer release. <laughs> if you want to be personally trolled by me, I'll see you at Peabody Heights Brewery on Wednesday, <laughs> May 2nd at 5 p.m. The line starts in the patio. Oh, and to mock the namesake of one of your, one of the Peabody Heights beers. It's fine. We Check didn't have that off the list, too. We do that. It is a daily thing we do at Peabody. <laughs> That's just one of, of the services you provide. Yep. Yeah, make fun of the sales team and their ideas about what we should name beers. So um, a lot with naming beers, um, some of the other uh, beers that you had that were hip-hop inspired, I can't remember the names of them now, so can you say what they were? Oh, man. Um, both. Because I think, both, yes. Yeah. So like both, and, both and Dam, Dam, those were the first two collaborations that Gunda did with Peabody Heights. Um both was the first one. That's a uh, reference to a Drake song, and both means to be drunk and high at the same time. Um, yeah. But also, it's both. Which, which, even though I'm old, I looked that song up after you told me, and I enjoyed it. It's not bad. That's not a bad song. Um, and and it and also Gucci Man's in the song too, as well. That, yeah, he, Gucci Man is the real reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he opens that song by saying, "I got so many felonies, I might can't go to Canada, but Drake said he can get me in, so let me check my calendar." That's a real <laughs> Gucci Man line. <laughs> I'm such a criminal, I can't travel internationally, but I got a hookup <laughs> in the six. Anyways, um, yeah, so we did we did both. And both is, you know, it's a collaborative word, right? So it's both brands, it's both breweries, yeah. it's, it's um, both mines. It's, uh, yeah, and then we did Dam, um, which was the second IPA in that, that series, which is a Kendrick Lamar album. Um, yeah, so who he just won a Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave him $15,000 he got for that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, first album that's on a jazz or classical album that won a Pulitzer Prize. Which is really and cool. and the uh, the Black Panther album that he curated is is mind-numbing. It's so good. Anyways. But then, of course, we have Post. 100% yeah. of the time it works, 60% of the time. That's right. I think that's how the saying goes. <laughs> Something like that. Um, and then... Thursday, Grandside is not. Thursday is a Peabody Heights beer. It's his idea. I'll let him have that one. <laughs> so if anybody remembers the Notorious B.I.G. song from uh, Juicy, I do remember the Notorious B.I.G. because he came out in the '90s. He was dead before I was alive. I'm sure. It's not the case. <laughs> no, um, no. We used to drink champagne when we Thursday. That is the uh, the reference there. Pop champagne when we Thursday. And um, then there was trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 which is the hook. Trap. Um, of I can't remember what song off the top of my head. It's but a the, Rick Ross song. Rick right? Ross. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's right. I took my roof off at the le- red yeah. light. Also a good song. That's a great song. I, did, I looked that up afterwards. I don't really support like Rick Ross because he's he's a he's I don't know he's a douche, but uh, <laughs> he's a he's a talented recording artist that I really enjoy listening to. But he has a bad background where he stole someone's identity. Huh. There's a real Rick Ross. The things you do. Yeah, he's, there's a real Rick Ross that was in prison for life um, that taught himself to read red law books and got himself out on the uh, fact that he didn't have um, you can't get two strikes at the same time for the same crime or whatever in New York City on the three strikes. There's a movie rule. about that too. Is there really? Right. Oh yeah, gangster, right? Where he kills someone, kills someone. And That's like about a, him. 
Oh, really? American Gangster or whatever? Nah, this was a, like a really bad Charlize Theron movie. What's the like movie with Denzel movie? Washington about that's that American same era? Gangster. Is American Gangster? I don't know if that's, that's Rick Ross. It's based on oh. Rick Ross, or it's based around the story of Rick Ross. And and so, but Rick Ross, the rapper, is not named Rick Ross. I think huh. he was and a ped, he was a an, an officer at he, that. Yeah, he not at the oh, prison. Really? I don't oh, think okay. that would be too good of a story. But mm-hmm. he wasn't. He was a uh, prison guard, and then he decided to go from being a snitch prison guard to to pretending that he sold drugs um, to to personify a rap career. And he stole it from Rick Ross, and then when Rick Ross got out of prison because uh, he taught himself how to read and got out of the, the real strike, Rick Ross, the real Rick Ross, he he sued him and he lost. It's like he stole his whole identity, and he's just like. Yeah, I'm, you know, that's why he goes by, uh, what's he go by? Ricky, Ricky Rose. Ricky Rose now to try to avoid that. Huh. Craft I had beer no idea. Obscure. The more you know. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> is that why we had a beer called Rose then? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> also Rose, which was a good beer. That was like a, a wit or a wheat beer with yeah, raspberry yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. That yeah. was cool. And since we're not talking about beer at all anymore, the um, I, I recently watched an interview with T-Pain. He is awesome. He, yeah, he's cool. I'm I'm not a huge he's fan a, of his music. I think he's better on other people's tracks. He's like yeah, oh, I can't yeah, think of another reference, like Cardi B or, or Nicki Minaj. I I've, I'll listen to them on other people's tracks all day. I'm on a boat. Yeah, that's a great talk about <laughs> being great on another person's track. I was literally walking in the building today. And we're talking about dropping a beer on the ground, and it was Bash Brothers, and they're like, "Haha, Bash Brothers!" And then I was saying, I threw it on the ground. You know the yeah. song? You're from uh, Lonely Island. Yeah, Lonely Island. You're not my dad. <laughs> I'm not a part of your system. If you don't know that, you should look that up too. I threw it on the ground. Also, yeah. the T-Pain NPR Tiny Desk is really good too. I haven't seen that, that but I, really I cool. was. Have you ever watched Hot Ones? Oh yeah, the, that's I my favorite internet the, show that's ever existed. The T Pain with Hot Ones was great. Yeah, like I just like, he's not at all what I thought he, like who he was. Yeah, was that the where the chicken wings? Yeah, and they yeah. get progressively oh, yeah, hotter. Yeah. The the one with Eddie Wong is the I best seen that one because yet. he he goes. You're supposed to like the first one's like Tabasco or was Sriracha, yeah. and then they go up to like 380,000 Scoville, like the stuff that like, really die. Yeah, I like how they got to the point like they even have their own brand. They do. Like, they have a mid a mid level yep. brand and one and, and the last the far end. Yeah, but um, Eddie Wong comes on, and then the the dude Chris Evans or Sean Evans, Sean he goes Evans. on, and he grabs the first wing, and goes okay, we're getting in, and then Eddie just grabs the last wing because he's like, uh-huh. oh, I'm tough, and he eats it. And just starts melting and shutting down. He gets up, leaves the interview, goes to the bathroom, comes back. He may or may not have touched himself with hot sauce on his hands while he was in the bathroom. And then he just has to get up and leave. He gets up and leaves within like 10 minutes of the interview. It was the best. That's hilarious. That one and uh, who else was on that? It was really good. doesn't matter. Uh, um, I, I was disappointed in Bob Saget's. I didn't see his yet. He tried too hard. Like yeah. he was, yeah. He just it was it was weird. Like because there's so many hilarious Bob Saget things. So I was mm-hmm. just kind of disappointed in him. Yeah. He like he was trying. Like it was like he was trying to be edgy. Yeah. I yeah. feel like at this well, point he we're is mildly edgy. Well, he's yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. edgy. So he doesn't edgy, need to yeah. like. So maybe it was just more of him. But like it was. He's like one heckling away from being like Kramer. I feel like. Yeah, he could definitely be pushed edge. over the yeah. edge into a to being. Uh, just I'm not the Olsen twins' dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Um, I think maybe we've covered everything we need to cover. Yeah, we hit all the bullet points. Probably Bob Saget a little. Li- talked about beer for about 15 yeah. to. Probably covered minutes. a little more than we needed to. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to discuss? 
no, just follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook and the Twitter. Facebooks it's, and Twitters. Yeah. And, or as yeah. C.T. Wilson calls it, the tweeters. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, great, awesome. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't get into that, by the way, because I'm already enough red-faced for getting angry about the legislative session. But uh, we, if you want to know so more how, about that. How, how, how did you feel sitting in the House chambers being threatened with gun violence? Oh, uh, Der- Delegate Derek Davis is a, is a class act of a human being <laughs> who only threatens people with guns after they've been proven wrong in front of everybody, which it's, you know, whatever. I'm going to ask Chris to clip out my <laughs> section and share it with this post uh, on Facebook or something just because it's hilarious. Um, the The undermining of the craft beer industry that Annapolis did this year because of because of the championing of uh, Peter Francho and because of their relationships with distributors and stuff, it's just really, really gross. And it's just further proof that uh, that the, the folks down in Annapolis, at least the ones in the power positions, they don't really care about um, business. They don't care about tourism, tax dollars, any of the things that they espouse when they're running. They really just care about the lobbyists and keeping them. No, money. no, no, no. So. That's not true. Because if you remember, C.T. Wilson threw a hissy fit mm-hmm. saying that he would never, ever compromise his uh whatever he his did decision his, making based on you yeah, know during his temper tantrum lobbying money it's adults that can't take criticism fair yeah. criticism yeah that's another that was another fun one they were someone said i don't know maybe maybe it would be less confusing for consumers if you weren't taking money from the industries that you are making illogical voting decisions for and ct wilson got up and grandstanded and I don't know, something about his military service and left yeah. the room. He yelled a lot and mm-hmm. turned red and then dramatically turned off his mic. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a pretty cool show. <laughs> the, the, the only other blowout that was better than mine or that one, I think, w- with uh, Delga Davis was when um, the Comptroller's Chief of Enforcement, um, I forget his name, he even said it on the podcast yeah. here, he, he went after, uh, is it Wilson from Howard County? Yeah. Was accusing him of not doing his job. And he, like, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to a session. I hadn't been. I'm sad that I had to go. Um, but they turn their mics on. There's a red flashing light. And uh, and Wilson says this well-prepared attack on public health from the comptroller's office. And then uh, and then the uh, the field enforcement officer just, w- just, like, said, how dare you criticize me? I've taken every phone call. I wrote all of that legislation with you. I've, I've, I've you know, I've investigated every piece of evidence or or um even you know hearsay that you've had of of uh illegal alcohol activity in the state of maryland and and, and um it wasn't wilson what's his name mad i don't know but he just kind of sat back in his chair and just flicked the switch off yeah and, like just kind of close to this dropping the mic or, yeah. Yeah, getting was, the mic dropped on you yeah um, yeah anyway. len len's uh tps reports comment was also pretty magical that was funny Len is a hilarious person. Yeah. He's on he's on Team Troll for sure, um, yeah. <laughs> on uh, espousing truth and uh, and and sharing it on the Facebooks, um, and the tweeters. But I just saw them last Wednesday at Crooked Crab. We they had a meeting there with the comptroller, and we just talked about strategy um, moving forward. This session, the comptroller's asked the brewers um, and the uh, our lobbyists to uh, kind of take the take the wheel, and the comptroller is going to sit back and. He made a he made a big enough stink. I think that you know Chris and I were just talking about this. Uh, he, we, he made a big enough stink that we think that we can now go back and move forward. Now yeah, that, it's that we've been heard, people know that mm-hmm. the problem exists and yeah. it's become mainstream and not just a craft beer issue, but really what it is is a 
small business, tourism, agriculture, manufacturing. The list goes on and on of what it really is. Right. And, not and, and it's just not even beer. a partisan issue, which is hilarious. You know, <laughs> um, uh, craft beer attracts folks from all all sectors and um, they're all welcome in our tasting room. And and uh, and that's kind of what craft beer is. You know, we all have our political thoughts, but we try to keep them to ourselves, except for when when um, when freedom is being. Uh, resisted or suppressed by by legislators, and that's kind of what happened this year. And it was really gross. And hopefully, we'll be able to move forward this year, um, you know, and, and just kind of go back to the the political um, system that's in place where we ask for something and then they we come to a compromise and pass. So, well, gentlemen, I enjoyed being called old. Um, thank you for bringing your delicious beers. I think Double Mumble was probably my best, the my favorite. And then I actually, the, all three were so good. I don't know if I could rate them in one through three. Uh, Raul, thank you for talking. No worries. Nice to meet you, Eddie. Nice to meet you. Um, Tim, I'm glad you could anger a long list of people. That, that's, <laughs> that's, always, that's the job you know, of me. That's why all, I'm here. That's why you invite UK. me. That is, that's yeah. All of the UK. <laughs> the entire yeah. country. Um, and then a long, long um, list of people. Coming back for the European Union. But where I got off track is I just want to say follow us. That it, we're really bad communicators on the Gunda side um, in terms of uh, when we're doing something or if something's coming out. And I appreciate when people message us and follow us and like and comment on our Instagram and our Facebook because that really motivates us to stay public with the information. And, and so you'll see in the next few weeks we'll start talking about these three beers and the releases as they come out on, uh, on May 2nd. Come join us at 5 p.m. at the Tasting Room at Peabody Heights. And if they don't sell out, um, which they have a strong chance of doing, then they may be available the following Friday at the tasting room as well. And what's the address of the brewery? That's uh, 401 East 30th Street. Uh, it's right in between 29th, or uh, it's, uh, what is it? Bar- Green Mountain Barclay. Green Mountain Barclay, mm-hmm. right over near Hopkins campus. Uh, you know, not a far shot down York Road from, from Towson. And, and we're right up, we're, you know, three minutes from 83 as well. So come hang out at our massive tasting room and have some beers, buy some, take it to go, and come say hi. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 